We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to your California Golden Blogs Bearcast Media Audio Guide for USC. This is uh, our second one. Uh, We weren't able to do one for our our third one. We weren't able to do one for uh, Old Miss. So we're sorry about that. There were some technical difficulties and also the lights went out. A lightning storm in Northern California. (laughs) (laughs) And we were recording and the lights went out. Like it's just the power went out. And uh, and then, of course, scheduling issues, and we just couldn't meet up in time to do it. So apologies for that, but we're back here, and you'll get this. Uh, if you're listening to this, this is probably uploaded on either Thursday or Friday before the game. So here we go. This is, uh, once again, you'll get an USC preview from us for about 15, 20 minutes or so, and then about 10 minutes, uh, we're just going to advise you on where we think you should uh, visit before the game and after the game for food, grub, drinks, whatever. Mm. Um, also, just just an advisory we do not get paid. This is not advertisement for these places that we provide. It's purely just our what we where we like to go. Yeah. So there's no money involved in all of this. I just want to make that disclaimer. Dude, we didn't even get the pizza last time. We didn't. Duh. We didn't. But hey, we can always go on Saturday. Okay. We can go on Saturday. For lunch? Before the game? It's like breakfast. Yeah. They they do have they're having breakfast at our tailgate, so we can get it after the game. Right, 4, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. pizza's not bad. A 4 p.m. victory pizza might be even sweeter. 4 p.m. beers if we're winning. Beer and pizza. Yeah. If we're winning. <laughs> Just the beers if we're losing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's get to it. All right, Cal plays SC here in Berkeley to open up Pac-12 play, 12.30 kickoff on ABC. Uh, the sports books have just opened up with USC as a 15-point favorite over Cal. And it's not college game day because guess what? Game day decided to go to New York City for the first time ever Times for Square. no reason at all. Just Times Square. They're just going to <laughs> Times Square. Why? Why? <laughs> it just seems like that's our luck. Yeah. Mm. But you never know. You never know. There's still plenty of opponents down the road. Um, probably not in Berkeley, though. Maybe the Washington <laughs> State game? What? Maybe. They're if they well. keep winning and we keep winning... Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if we beat SC, Oregon, and Washington, and Washington State's undefeated, then uh, it would be hard to miss that one. All right, but let's get into it. All right, SC, 15-point favorite over us here in Berkeley. Let's, uh, let's talk about their offense first. Sam Darnold. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, they lost 
Smith Schuster. Lost to Dory Jackson. They lost Justin Davis, the running back. But they still return um, Ronald Jones. They still and they also revamped with freaking Stephen Carr, who looks like who looks like Reggie Bush reincarnated 4.0. 4.0? Yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen someone do a sidestep juke move in a gap? No. I I did with Stephen Carr. <laughs> <laughs> he was one on one with a defender in a gap, right? Between the right tackle and the right guard. And he he stops for a split second, shifts his body left, and then hop steps to his right, and the defender goes shooting to the left. And he's <laughs> off to the races. Wow. I've I've never seen someone do that in that short span of a distance in a gap. So he looks like the real deal. Um, and then, of course, they have, um, uh, I can't remember what his name is, Deontay, Dante, Deontay, their wide receiver, their new wide receiver. Wow, this name is blanking on me, and I had all this prepped. Um, so as I return to that, um, let's go to you, Andy. Uh, what do you think? Their offense uh, and then matched up against our defense. Is Darnold the biggest worry we have on our hands? Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, because we have a run, run defense now, so not as, not as scared as previously would be on that. Um, by far, Darnold is... He's ridiculous because he can... He's just as good, if not better, outside when he's rolling out of the pocket than when he's in the pocket. My name and was so, uh, Deontay Burnett. Just sign up. Deontay Burnett. So when you have somebody like that, and you see kind of like what we did this last week with Ole Miss and Patterson. Patterson was able to actually get out. He was able to break contain quite a bit. He just didn't really look all that much downfield. He ended up running. But now you have someone that's going to like have their head up and look downfield to pass. It's just like, holy smokes. Different level of accountability. We talk about executing the process. Good Lord. Uh, there's just a lot more on your hands and... Uh, yeah, you got to stay focused, but he's absolutely that. And Ronald Jones is super talented, uh, as a, as a back. So, um, I, there, there is a pretty even balanced threat there. Although Texas really shut them down. I mean, the game was 14, 10 before overtime, uh, or well, 14, no, that's not right, but no, it was 14, 10, mm-hmm. then 17, 14, then 17, 17. I mean, yeah, so 17-17 going into overtime. I mean, it was boring. It was a boring football game. <laughs> Sam Darnold was made to look human. So let's just do what Texas did and then score more points. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I mean, let me just go through their at least their offensive stats. All right, Sam Darnold on the season through three games, all right? And their three games were not walks in the park either. They struggled against Western Michigan, right? Row the boat. Although P.J. Fleck is no longer there. He's at Minnesota. But, yes, that team. Um, and then Stanford... And then Texas. Stanford like, looks awful, though. Yeah, Stanford does look awful. <laughs> uh, but Sam Darnold... Just had to make sure we said that. Yeah. But Stanford... or But Stanford. Sam Darnold, through these three games, 72 completions on 108 attempts, 1,002 yards, um, 67.7, um, 67.7% completion, 9.28 yards per attempt. But here's the key. Seven touchdowns, but six interceptions. Wow. So I think that's the key for me is if we can if we're top ten <laughs> in interceptions in the country, 
And if we can get one or two picks, and finally, if our offense can capitalize on that, does that turn this game around real quickly? Yeah, definitely. Right? We've been able to win the turnover margin, I feel like, in most of the games that we've played in so far. Wilcox and DeRoyder has always said, turnover, turnover margin is something that we key in on. And the number that we want on that board when we're at the end of the game is three. We want, we want to be plus three in turnover margin. We got that last night. Didn't Greg Burns do the same thing? Yes. <laughs> but this is as an offense, not gotcha. just as the DBs. Okay. All right. But let's, lo- let's move down the chart a little bit. All right. Ronald Jones, 59 carries, 322 yards, a 5.5 average with five touchdowns. Stephen Carr, here, you might be shocked with this, 27 carries, 216 yards, an eight-yard per carry average, and two touchdowns. Year. What year is he? Freshman. next all right and then the receiving stats i mean realistically they only have two receiving threats which is deontay burnett who has 24 receptions for 386 yards and four touchdowns his average is about 18 or 16.1 per catch and then also stephen mitchell jr 14 reception 233 yards 15.9 yards per catch and two touchdowns pretty damn good um, and then everyone else is below 10. Like the highest one next up is uh, Tyler Pettit, and he has eight receptions. Um, their, their big tight end that we everyone thought might explode, which is Daniel uh, Imortahibi, Imortahibi, I think so, only has one reception on the year. So we look, just looking at the stats, we know where the ball's going. If it's running, it's going to be Jones or Carr. If it's throwing, it's going to Burnett or Mitchell. And that's, realistically, that's only three weapons to really worry about. Because are they ever, are they going to run two, two back sets that much? Probably not, knowing how SC plays. They like to run that power game with just one running back. And they'll switch out the running backs and spell them. That's not a lot of playmakers to, to handle, if you think about it, on the offensive side. Yes and no. Yeah, right? I think it's enough if you look at the quarterback position and you say you have someone like Andrew Luck hasn't had talent forever, and he's been super good, right? So you can make your players better with the talent that you have at quarterback. but And, and then to have two different types of – that's like such traditional SC, right? You have two really good backs, and you have to plan for both, and they have different styles, so it makes it much harder. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you looked at it and said, yeah, two wide receiving options and look at what we came up against this last week with DK Metcalf, uh, DK Metcalf and DeMarcus Lodge and AJ Brown, you'd argue that Ole Miss has better offensive talent at the wide receiver position than what SE had. So we did pretty well. I mean, we had a couple of really glaring mistakes, um, so I don't know if they have someone that's more of like a just like someone that will just gas you with speed, but that was the ba- that would be the base thing for me. Like, are these guys able to be contained, and do we have the ability to contain them, or is it just like they have ridiculous speed and Darnold's just gonna like be tossing bombs on us? Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a tough one. Um, I think. I think having this old Miss game before SC was was nice in the sense that the terms of athleticism that we're going to be matched up against defensively of their offensive players and our defensive players was a good little taste 
of that's the type of athleticism we're going to be facing. And it's a good, it's a good confidence builder, as we said in our other podcast, with the defensive guys played well against those SEC-type athletes. I mean, we knock on, on Old Miss's coaching, but they still had, what, like five years' worth of top 20 recruiting classes? Oh, yeah, talent. They were talented. The athleticism and the talent is, is there, right? Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of the discipline and the coaching. So now you go into this game, and you know they're going to be disciplined, and you know they're athletic and talented, but you kept up with guys just as athletic and just as talented. You know, in your previous week. Some of those plays are going to be 50-50. Some of those deep balls are going to be 50-50. Some of those, you know, screen passes is going to be just one-on-one. Can I lock them up and get get them out on a three and out? And I think that, for me, that's what this game is going to come down to, is those one-on-one just battles, and can we win those? And if we win those, then then we try and push luck into our favor. We try and push... That, you know, they try and outstretch for that extra yard, but they don't get it, and they have to punt. And it's just those little tiny things, I think, that'll accumulate and give us the possessions enough where we can go out and maybe take advantage. That's my thought. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's look at it on the other side. Our offense matched up against our defense. Their defense is still pretty stacked. The as, only as it always is. Yeah, as it always is. The only thing coming out of that is uh, apparently last night after the SC game against Texas, uh, Clay Helton was in a post game interview and he feared that outside linebacker Porter Gustin had torn his bicep, Oof. and apparently one of his screws in his surgically repaired foot got dislodged, so he was like internally bleeding in his foot. Whoa! So if he's unable to play. That's their starting outside linebacker, which, of course, I'm sure they have the talent below him. But regardless, losing a starter is huge. And I, this, is just, this, this is just me after watching SC games on TV. But from what I've heard on the TV is that that defense is really good, but they're really top-heavy. So if any of their starters go out, which was, which was the big deal for that Western Michigan game, because let me just get his name. Um, one of their linebackers was, wasn't able to play for the first half, which was, I think Cameron Smith, I think, yeah, Cameron Smith was Cameron the one. Smith's really good. Cameron Smith was the one who wasn't able to play in the first half of that Western Michigan game and they got torched on the run. But as soon as he came back in, they kind of, they kind of weathered the storm, right? So that's where I get my little bit of hope is if they, let's say one or two guys, not injuries, but just doesn't play up to their standard, I think what it looks like is their backups aren't ready to step into that role yet of being the next man up. They don't have the experience there. So if that's the case, can we take advantage of that on the offensive end? If a backup linebacker or a lineman comes in, can our older offensive line go out there and make the push and get them down and get, get a couple extra yards on every, anything we do? Or can they hold him off on a pass protection just enough that Ross can get some throws off? And what we saw last week was the answer was a resounding no. Yeah. Uh, our O-line really wasn't pushed, getting much push off the ball. But you'd have to hope that against a little bit of a less experienced SCD line that they'd be able to do that. Um, and if not, then, I mean, it's... We, I just think we have to have D-Rob back. Yeah. 
So um, hopefully by the time that you're listening to this, we have a better idea of whether or not like we're actually getting them back. Well, not only D-Route, too, but defensively, like Cameron Saffel and yeah. Jordan Kanasich and those guys, too. Yeah. Those are huge. But I think as you look at the defensive matchup, Clancy is and you know, Clancy is what he is. Like he's not like as a D coordinator, we have a really good idea of what a Clancy defense can be. It can totally shut down you, like shut you down one week, like as you look at the Dykes era. And it also can be a defense that leaks pretty bad and like gives up a fair amount of points. Uh as they risk a lot to go for like a lot more pressure, like sacks and um, I can't, re- I thought I remember them running a five, two, but I could be wrong on that. Um, so anyways, I think that there's an opportunity there if with you have an athlete like Robertson where, uh, it's just like a total game change. And then the evolution of, of Noah across the middle as a receiver, you have Vic Warden on the outside has proven himself to be pretty capable. And then you have Patrick Laird, who's nifty as can be as a running back. We might have the ability to actually put up points. And, hey, like, it's in Berkeley. Thank goodness this game is in Berkeley. That's just (laughs) – and then Darnold will hopefully leave next year, and we can catch SC without a quarterback (laughs) down in L.A. next season. Hopefully. Hopefully Hopefully. he leaves. Uh, Yeah, I I think I feel exactly the same way. I think it's just – yeah, I I think I felt like that going into this, this game as well. Um, but can we just get those couple of plays to fall our way and just get the get the momentum just on our side, just like fully onto our side? I remember remember the SC game, what was it, two years ago when we still had Jared and we played him here? And that was one of those where going into halftime, I was... It was Hardy. Yeah. Hardy had him. Mm-hmm. Hardy had... I don't think it was Ronald Jones. It wasn't. It was, it was um, Kessler. No, no, no. He's the running back was coming around the outside. Oh, that was Justin Davis. Justin Davis. And Hardy was right there and then just tripped on himself and missed a tackle and they got the first down. And and otherwise, we would have had the ball with about, I think, a minute to go with Mm -hmm. Jared getting the ball coming down. Like, that was the end of the streak. Yeah. I could see it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, we need that type of game because that that game definitely had a lot of things falling our way. Uh, Just the 50 50 balls, we were just getting to them on offense and we were just converting and we were marching down the field. Um, and I feel like what we did on offense in the old Miss game, basically we need to do that just with better execution because we kept the clock running. We kept possession and we made all the plays necessary to march down the field and not rely on like 40 yard bombs. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, I think that that's huge. That's huge for us against this SC team. I, yeah. That's all I can say about this. Do you have any thoughts, other, other thoughts about this SC game? Um, I wish it was game, college game day. Mm, I, um, I think that it's going to be, I really hope that the fans show up. Would you um, have wanted another 730 kickoff? No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited the fact that it's a 1230. I don't know why the life of me why they've gotten rid of the 230 kickoffs yeah i always really liked those those were perfect because you yeah. half of the game you saw like in daylight and then like maybe like the last hour was you know after sunset or so yeah they seem to have gotten rid of them mm-hmm. i'm gonna check the weather just to sort of see what it looks like for the weekend but if it's as beautiful as it was you know this weekend 
I, I would expect Wilcox to sound the recruiting horn, get everybody in again, mm-hmm. and, and just sort of see, like, hey, look at how we fare against, you know, an SC. Ooh, Saturday, 76 degrees. Oh, that's so, the highs, right? What are the, yeah. Yeah. Sunny? No, not the highs. Sunny 76? That's what it. That's what it should be. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Might be the high. Uh, Might be the high. Yeah. Sunny in 76. Not a cloud in the sky. So it'll be a hot one. It'll be a beautiful one. Uh, I honestly can't wait. Not a cloud in sight. Sun high in the air against one of our most bitter rivals in the Pac-12 at home in Berkeley wearing the Joe Roth jerseys. <laughs> Ten years, by the way. Ten years to the exact same season that we last wore the Joe Roth jerseys against the exact same opponents. That was 07? Yeah. Oh, wow. You were there. This is just the 10-year reunion, huh? Do you remember that game? Do you remember sitting in the rain? I lost my wallet. My phone was dead. I I wore three layers of clothing, (laughs) and it was all soaked to the bottom. (laughs) That was absolutely insane. That was... I I, I don't think I wore... Uh, uh, poncho? Poncho. I didn't either. I just wore my jersey. Yeah, I wore a shirt, a jersey, and a, and a sweater, and it was all drenched. <laughs> Why? Why did we do that? Why I don't did know. we do that? College. But one of the greatest game experiences I've ever been to, even though it was a loss. Lost. One of the great. One of the greatest. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome day, especially after the news of the, the, yesterday's win, right? The old Miss win continues on. You know, through the week to people and gets into their ear and knows that it's a 12 30 kickoff. I feel like we're going to have, in terms of a lot more attendance. Well, if we get a nice feature in the Chronicle about Cal beating Ole Miss, like I think, I, I don't know if people still read the newspaper, but I got to believe that's we're missing the young alumni, man. Where are the young alums? Yeah. Hashtag, where are the young alums? <laughs> and two of us are in the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're there. Where's everyone else? Yeah. All right, so that's it for our little preview. Um, but let's let's move on to what we think they should do in or Berkeley. Quick, 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 quick. Oh, quick stop, quick stop. Predictions. Ah, oh, predictions, yes. Would you like to begin? Shall we begin? Okay, I think either Cal or SC wins this game, and I'm just going to say it's a total toss-up. Well, it has to be one of the two that win it, right? <laughs> Get it, could, it. it could be a third party. <laughs> 24-21. Either, either way? Either way. Is it, let me ask you this, is the game flow a, a furious comeback, or is it tied 21 and someone kicks a field goal to win it? Yeah, the latter. The latter? Field goal to win it. Okay. I think it's just going to be like a lot like the Texas game. Okay. That Texas team isn't, we, that Texas team is not more talented than this Cal team. I mean, maybe. They have pretty good talent. But, like, at the core, yeah, we beat that team last year twice, or last year and, and the, the year before. before that, with much worse coaching. Yeah, they now have much better coaching. We now have, hopefully, like what we believe. We played to with be a terrible defense, coaching. right? It's just not that unrealistic. The Ole Miss win makes you're right. It makes it puts everything in the realm of possible. Yeah. So twenty four twenty one could go Cal's way, could go Essie's way. I I have an inkling that this might become a shootout. What? I'm I'm I I have a bad <laughs> what? No, I don't know. I don't know. I just have a really bad gut feeling that this might end up being a shootout. Uh but I hope not. So I'm going to go against what my gut feeling says and my prediction 
is going to go 35-25. That's not a shootout? For me, that's not a shootout. I'm I think thinking like Arizona State, Texas Tech shootout? I'm thinking like 45-40. That's a shootout. Whoa. That's a shootout. Whoa. Yeah. Like our games against Texas and you know some of those other schools, those are shootouts. I think a 35-25, it's like, you know, it's just like maybe one or two scores every one score every quarter. It's not that much of a shootout. Right. So yeah, that's that's my score. 35-25. Can we get to th- is there a way to get to 25? We're gonna yeah. find out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say 35-24. Right? I'll say 35-24. Cal gets the dub. 35-24, Cal gets the dub. Wow. Wait, what? Yeah. Just took outright. me a second there. It's yeah. like you like disguised it. Cal wins. <laughs> Cal gets the dub outright. 35-24. Oh, boy. Too many gummy bears for Rob this morning. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I'm high on the sweet, sweet, sweet taste of victory. Um, all right. Let's move on from that, Andy. Let's, uh, let's move on to game day specials. All right? Our specials. It's an early kickoff, right? Which means you might want to get a cup of coffee. You might want to get a little breakfast in you before the game. Do you have any recommendations of where people might go for the coffee or some breakfast? Yeah. First thing, join us at the CGB tailgate. It's a great deal. Great people. Great food. Great fun. Uh, There's a lot of greats. Yeah. There's a lot of greats. Should we make a hat out of that? (laughs) No, it's already been taken in. We don't want to go down that path. Um, I believe it's right underneath Duenel. Yeah. I was questioning the building name. Yeah, just please uh, just tweet at us, and if you if you're interested, yeah, come on by. Yeah. Secondly, yes. Um, go get mimosas at Cafe oh. Durant. Ah. I actually would probably recommend. I was going to say my recommendation for food this game is because it's during the daytime on a Saturday. Uh, Cheeseboard does this Roma tomato garlic. Oh my gosh! Like out of this world. Usually Saturday pizza that is just like. The best thing ever. Um, so go and have that. Grab that. Bring it up to a lawn, like one of the many lawns on campus. Sit in front of Doe Library and look at the architecture and have yourself some of the best pizza in the world. And then head on over to our tailgate, grab some beers, and go to the game. Secret lawn that I'm a really big fan of as we walked by it, too, is that lawn right behind the music building. Like past... So if you're on yeah, Bancroft, yeah, yeah. you pass the fountain... Sure. In front of the library, go towards the music building, and right behind it, there's that big little inclined lawn, a mm-hmm. uh, little rolling hill. That one's, I think that's that's uh, very underused. Because you can see the Campanile, too, mm-hmm. right near I think it's a river. great view. Great view from there. I agree. Um, what about you? I, the cheese board one is just too good. I mean, the, if they have the corn one, too, which is, it is corn season right now, the corn one is absolutely, I'm a huge fan of the corn one there. Andy is just not not having it, but I'm a big fan of the corn one. So if they have the corn one too, I'd, I'd recommend going with that. So either the Roma tomato one or the corn one at Sliver or Cheeseboard or Cheeseboard, Cheeseboard. Um, corn, ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I sent somebody there and they were like from Cincinnati and they were like, I can't believe there's corn on a pizza. Why is there corn on a pizza? And I was like, yeah, I know. I don't like it either. <laughs> and now you're out here telling everyone to listen to our podcast to go get the corn. It's good. It's okay. It's good. I think it's delicious. Corn on pizza. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> potatoes on pizza makes it even better. No. Uh, no. You did not just uh, go there. Corn and potatoes oh on pizza. Oh, my gosh. The potatoes are the worst. <laughs> like eating a sandwich. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, my pick uh, for breakfast is mezzo. Simple. 
go in early. They got breakfast burritos until 11, right? Uh, 6.50 for 13 and 16 ingredients. Pick and choose whatever you want. Get one of those. And then if you need a beer, just waltz on over through <laughs> in the building, waltz on over to rallies and grab a beer in there. We talked about rallies a lot here. Um, but if you want to go for a little sit down, um, if you're willing to wait, I'd say Lenote. Lenote's always a good choice for breakfast. Um, but Saturdays are usually you're going to have to wait a bit. So I think that's it's always a good choice. Was but it Soup Kitchen or was there a place? And it's out of business now. There used to be this little place on the corner of Telegraph and Ch- Dwight that used to have these pancakes. Oh, um, yes. Ann's Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. banana pancakes, the multi Oh, yeah. Those were delicious. So it good. changed into some other... It, its names changed to, I think, Hans Bistro, I think. Mm. I'm not sure if they still have the banana pancakes. I know the... I know the people that work there are the same. Oh, really? Like the Korean, the Korean lady and the yeah. the guy that worked there. So they might still have that on the menu. So if they do, those banana pancakes, pretty solid, pretty solid. Um, and then of course, let's say after the game, four p.m. Come out. Where would you send our good folk? You know, before they head home, Kips. <laughs> if it's a victory, you gotta go to Kips. Not Pappy's. Kips has literally bartenders now. They serve you at your table. They take orders at your table. Oh, Kips what? Upgraded. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> what? Kips has completely changed the game. Uh, they have food, like like good food, apparently. <laughs> they, they have food. I know they had it before. They had like cheese fries they used to get with the whiskey shot, the rum and Coke and cheese fries. But, or no, whiskey and Coke and cheese fries. Don't have to do that. No. But uh, yeah, and they have like... Like house made cocktails, like oh, they wow. have like fancy cocktails now. Wow, yeah, Kips really upgraded. <laughs> wow, so go there and play some Seven Eleven doubles. Um, and that would be my recommendation. I think mine would either be either go to Tap House, which is downstairs. Mm. Packed. Uh, it's probably going to be packed, packed after games. Yeah, but it is fun though. It's a good scene. Yeah, they have the the huge Jenga and the big Connect Four and things like that. It's just little fun things you can do. Um, otherwise, I think for food, I might go. I'm a. I had this in college, which was like a game day thing that we had between like some of our floor mates and stuff. Which was get IB hoagies. Oh yeah, yeah. Get uh, get like the bucket of like curly fries, like cheese curly fries or something, and just just sit on one of their tables and the bar chairs outside, like on the street, and just yeah. have a large coke with one of those and just split it. Like, I feel like that's so refreshing after seeing out in the sun for you know for so long with the yeah, sun starting. Reminds me of. Fall because I, my buddy and I, on the when we played on the soccer team in high school, would go and get the cheesesteak shop. Oh, and we yes, get good the, choice like the 12 inch cheesesteak mm-hmm. and then have one half before practice and then one half after practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good move. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that so then the flip side, I mean, I think if you want to go down further on college, and you're talking about curly fries, mm-hmm. Barney's has really good curly fries, mm-hmm. and they use Dryer's ice cream in their milkshakes. You can get Dryer's ice cream milkshake and do curly fries. Their onion rings are pretty outstanding too. Yeah, their burgers are just okay. Yeah, I wouldn't actually go there for the burger. No, but, but their just, curly fries, <laughs> their fried stuff is delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. Their fried stuff is so good. It's only a problem that their names is gourmet burgers, but. Oh, well. Yeah, they could change it to gourmet fries. It's a branding issue. At some point, I guess. Gourmet fries would work. Gourmet fries would work. Can you imagine the press? New pop-up shop rebrands gourmet french fries. (laughs) (laughs) They sell sell fries 
for and eight fifty, you can get four French fries. Yeah, and you can pay for a four dollar burger. <laughs> you flip it. Yeah. You flip it. Burgers are the sides. Burgers are the sides. It's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, one thing I will note is after post game, I don't know if it's open yet. There is a Korean fried chicken place opening down the street from McDonald's. So behind the McDonald's on Shattuckan University. Huh. So up towards Cheeseboard. Yeah. Around around the block, that same side. Um, I'm not sure if it's open yet. But if it is, Korean fried chicken with a, a tall glass of beer is is a pretty outstanding combination. We Koreans have mastered the art of flavored fried chicken. Yeah, I can attest to that. Yeah. So um, whether it's the sweet and spicy one or like the 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 soy sauce ones, like we've we've pretty much not got it down. So if it's open, I highly recommend checking that place out too. All right. That's pretty much it. Any other ending thoughts about the SC game, Andy? Nope. Anything you want oh. to say to these kind oh, folks that are listening to us? Do gummy bears cheers gummy bears, for cheers. good luck. And I got a yellow one. Andy, oh. you about to pull out a blue one. And cheers. cheers to that. Go Bears. Go Bears. All right. So that's how we'll end it. And, um, yeah, as we said, you can always find our stuff on CaliforniaGoldenBlogs.com. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at Rob11HWNG. You can find Andy at AndyJBeastMode. Um, you can find our Golden Blogs on Twitter at GoldenBlogs. Um, and if you have any questions or questions or questions about anything on game day, our phones are on us all day. So just send us a tweet. We'll be more than happy to give you some advice to send you in certain directions or give you any advice of uh, what you should do or, you know, anything like that. Come hang out at the tailgate. Yep. Go Bears. And as always, go Bears. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.